Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast. My name's Phil from Marsden Mastering and this is a show all about productivity, efficiency and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I want to talk about what I think from experience is one of the best pieces of productivity advice and just general career advice I can give and that is to get out of the echo chamber. So without further ado, let's get into it. So producing music, especially if you work remotely, can be a very solitary job. A lot of us are self-starters and we run one-person businesses, which can be great. There's a lot of appeal to that for certain people. I know I love the idea of working for myself and not having a boss and doing things my own way, but this can put us into a bit of an echo chamber where we only have ourselves for ideas and for problem solving. And we'll often try and wear all of the hats too, being a producer, mixer, editor, recording engineer, mastering engineer, business owner, and a marketer for the studio, and a web designer. There are so many things that we have to do day to day. And on top of this, a lot of us are more introverted people too. So asking for help or building relationships with other people in the industry doesn't come naturally and can be really daunting. The issue with all of this is that it can really negatively affect your music career in so many ways. If you're not getting advice from friends in the industry or asking your clients for genuine feedback, you might spend years going down the wrong path or doing something that's halting your progress towards your goals. If you're trying to do everything yourself from demo to finish master, you're probably wasting hours and hours on tasks that you could easily delegate. This affects your happiness because if you don't like tuning vocals but you're spending two hours a day doing it, it's going to have an impact. It also affects your hourly pay. So for example, if you delegated low-paying work that any engineer could really do, like vocal editing or mix prep, you'd free up so many more hours for the high-paying work that only you can do with your creative ear and twists, like the actual mixing work or the actual producing. And trying to do everything can really affect your final product too, because being a jack-of-all-trades means you're a master of none. Sure, you can do everything, but can you do it to the standard a specialist could? A specialist on each part of the process is pretty much always going to mean a better result and it's going to leave your clients blown away. There's a reason big budget label releases are done this way. Running a one person, very solitary business like this can also be really lonely. I know since I started putting effort into growing my network and community, I've had a way more positive outlook on my day-to-day work. So if any of this resonates with you and you feel like you are in a bit of an echo chamber, you need to escape that and get out of your own head. The way you do this is by speaking openly with your clients about your service, building a community, investing in your education, and collaborating wherever you can. If you can do all of this, you'll be immeasurably more productive, you'll get better and better at what you do, and you'll be happier day to day too. So I'm going to go through four ways that you can get out of the echo chamber and get out of your own head. These are all things that I've experienced firsthand, and I truly know the impacts they can have. So let's get into it. The first one is to ask for feedback from your clients. So because we're in a service-based industry where we're carrying out work for our clients, we often want to look like the expert and the authority who knows everything and can really help them. And I don't want to say we suddenly don't want to be the expert and we want to tell all our clients, or actually I don't have any idea what I'm doing. But there is something to be said for having some vulnerability when it gets to the end of the project. When a project is done and your client is walking away with their deliverables, It can be a really, really good idea just to ask them how they think it went. What did they think of your process? Was the communication good throughout? Was there anything that caused them to hesitate or doubt their song? Do they love the final result? 
Is there anything you could do different next time for them, no matter how small it is? If you start asking this, you'll be really, really surprised with what you get back. More often than not, if you're good at what you do, it's going to be really, really positive. I don't think I've ever had a negative response to this. But it can shine a light on some small little things that you could do better to really make your service 10 out of 10 amazing for your clients. If you don't ask, they're probably just going to say, yeah, everything's amazing. Maybe they'll leave you a review if you ask for that. And you'll only get positive feedback. But if you actually poke them a little bit and ask if there's anything you could do differently next time, you can really start to uncover things and make your service the best it can be. Not only that, but it makes your clients feel more valued too. If at the end of the project they're walking away with something they love and then you've actually come to them and said, hey, is there anything I could do even better for you? It shows how client-focused you actually are and how much you do care about what you're giving them. It's something that not a lot of people do and it really stands out. Just for an example of this, the other week I went to a little cafe slash ice cream parlour for some breakfast with my partner and her family. Now, we didn't realise until afterwards, but they'd actually only been doing breakfasts for a week. Before that, it was just ice cream and they were expanding things to serve a proper full-on cooked English breakfast. And it was really good too, but at the end of the meal, the guy who owned the place comes over and he says, look, we've only been doing this for a week. Is there anything that we can do differently? He just expresses that they want to make it the best they can and asks us for our genuine thoughts. This is something I'd never experienced going out for food and it just really showed how much they actually care. They could have easily just started serving these things up and hope for the best, assuming that people are happy with it. But instead, they actually asked how they could make it better. And as it happens, we said it would be great if the toast came with some more butter. It's just those tiny little things that are going to help make something the best it can be. And if you're in your own head, in your echo chamber, and you're just assuming everyone's happy because they say they are, you're never actually going to be able to improve your business. Another awesome benefit of this is because you are going to get loads of good feedback. You can get some great testimonials as well. So when someone says how good everything was and what they liked, you can just fire back a message that says, can I use that as a quote in a testimonial? So next time you wrap up a project, make sure you ask your client how they found it. How was the experience? Is there anything you can do better? In a year's time, future you will thank you for it. So another way to get out of the echo chamber, and this should be the most obvious one really, is just to expand your community and your network in the music industry. Something I've said before is whenever you see competition, so other mix engineers, other producers, other mastering engineers, try to reframe that as community. Start chatting with other engineers with different specialities and niches to you. In reality, none of us are really in competition because this is a business based around art and music. Nothing we sell is a commodity. So, for example, if I'm going to go to the shop and buy a paperclip, I don't really care what brand of paperclip I use. I just want a paperclip. But it's very, very different if you're hiring a producer. You want someone who has a unique sound, which we all do. You want someone who you know and you like and you trust. You're probably going to hire someone that you already have a bit of a relationship with because of that. Every single producer, mixer, engineer is very, very different. We all have different ways of working. So you can't really compare one to the other. Because of this, I really don't think you need to see anyone as competition. So you should go out there and start building a community with other people in the industry. This has so many benefits, but just to list a few, you can learn from your peers and nerd out with them, talk about production techniques and massively expand your skill set. 
You can also learn how they're finding their work or how they're staying productive. There's just so much to be said for building relationships with other people who are in your shoes, who are doing the same things as you. I know since I really started putting effort into this, I now have a lot of people I can learn from and I do learn a lot from. I have people I can bounce ideas off of if there's something I'm not sure about in my business or if I want to know about a certain tool that they might be using and I'm looking to get into the same thing. On top of this, I find that my day feels way more sociable because I am just in this room by myself all day mastering. Having Zoom calls and chatting with other producers and mixers and mastering engineers on Instagram makes the whole thing feel a lot more sociable. You'll also find when you build a community like this that you get more work as well because people are going to recommend you for the specific thing that you do and that you're good at. And likewise, you can flip that around. So if someone comes to you for a hip hop record and that's not really your thing, but you know so-and-so who is really good at doing that, you can refer the client that way. Having this great community means that you can always serve potential clients really, really well, even if that's for a referral. So expand your network within the music industry as much as you can, but also don't be afraid to message artists that you want to connect with too. Your network and the people you know really are everything, but I know a lot of producers and mixers are afraid to really tell artists that they want to work with them. They're afraid it comes off spammy or it feels like you're bothering them or you're afraid to get no reply or a negative reply. But really, this is nothing to worry about. Nine times out of ten, if it's a genuine message to an artist that you genuinely really like and that you really want to work with, they're going to take that as a massive compliment. It doesn't mean they're going to hire you right away. Sometimes they might. But it does open the door to building a relationship and building some trust with them. It might be that they never work with you, but their friend wants a mix engineer for a certain type of music and the first person they think of is you and they want to recommend you to them. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and really start talking to artists that you want to work with. If you don't do this and you sit there alone and hope that they come to you, you're just not going to move forwards. So every single day, do everything you can to expand your network and your community and your circle in the music industry. Whether it's talking to peers and other producers and mix engineers or talking to potential clients, there is so much that this can do for you. The third way you can get out of the echo chamber is by really investing in education. A lot of people get to a certain point with their skills and then just start cruising along. They sort of think, right, I'm good enough now, I can do this by myself, and off they go. But really, especially in an industry like this, you want to be learning every day. And the more you invest into that, the more you get out of it too. So this could be reading books on mixing and mastering and producing. This could be listening to more podcasts. It could be getting a mentor and really getting them to help you develop your skills. Or it could even be hiring a coach to help you with the business side of things, the stuff that you're not an expert in. Something I've done recently is hire a business coach to help me with that sort of stuff, and it has been a game changer. For years and years, I was in an echo chamber when it came to that sort of stuff, and I was winging it on my own, and it was going okay, but it got to a point where I could only take it so far, and I felt like I really needed a bit of outside input and a bit of encouragement and accountability. So I hired a coach, shout out to Brian from Six Figure Creative, and it's been amazing. Obviously, I've learned loads through this and it's helped me in so many different ways. But one of the best things about it, in my opinion, is that it pushes you out of your comfort zone. Having a coach to nudge you forces you to do that next scary thing that you know is going to really help, but you're hesitant to do. 
for me, that was launching this podcast. I didn't know how well it was going to go. I know that I'm not your typical podcast host. And I let fear hold me back, even though I knew it was something I should have done a long time ago. But having a business coach to confirm that I should do this and push me to do it was exactly what I needed. And it's been amazing. I learned that actually there was a place for a podcast like this with the shorter episodes and a more laid back sort of attitude to your typical podcast host. I overcame the massive fear of sitting here and talking into a microphone and I really, really enjoy it now. And it's been a really good business move too, of course. It's helping me to build trust with potential clients and it's helping to spread the word about what I do in a way that I actually enjoy and feels really genuine. And I couldn't have done any of this without that external nudge and accountability from a business coach. So if you're feeling like you've sort of plateaued or you're cruising along, find something that you want to improve and invest into education for that thing, be it the skills that you're actually selling or something to do with running your business like I did. So finally, the last way you can get out of this echo chamber is to collaborate as much as possible. If you're the sort of person who up to now has been doing everything yourself, maybe you're offering tons and tons of services, you're editing for people, you're mixing for people, you're mastering for people. Maybe it's time to create a team and try not to do everything yourself. The best place to start with this is probably the lower paying sort of work. So editing, vocal tuning, things like that. Anything that's not that creative or that you don't enjoy doing, you can delegate it out to someone who would like to do that and then free up a bunch of time for focusing on what you actually love. So if you're a mix engineer and you spend way too long prepping your sessions or editing vocals before you start work, Hire it out. It doesn't cost that much to do. You can add it onto your fee and then you can free up loads of time for actually mixing and doing what you love and doing what clients are ultimately paying you to do. You'll be able to take on more projects and your hourly pay just goes up. On top of this, when you're expanding your network, you can create a team for things that you don't do and you don't offer. For example, when you've finished with a client and they're off now, they want to release their song. If you have a great network, you can recommend people like videographers, photographers, designers or marketing specialists, more people that help your client on their journey. The more you focus on being a specialist at what you do well and then building a team around everything else, the more you can give your clients the best possible result. Not only that, but you can always offer help no matter what they need. They'll know that you're the person to ask if they're on the hunt for something like a videographer for their music video. They'll think, oh, well, mix engineer always knows tons of people and has a great team. I wonder if they know a videographer that can help us. This builds tons and tons of trust with your clients and makes you the go-to person for anything. So if right now it's just you and you're trying to do everything yourself, try to build a team and a network that can really deliver the best possible results for your clients. One place you can of course do this is with mastering. So if at the moment you're mastering your own mixes, I know what it's like. Objectivity can be lost really easily. It can be really overwhelming and quite tricky to get a project over the finish line and finally call it done when you've put so many hours into that production and mix already. So if you are tired of mastering your own mixes or you're craving a more personal touch than what the big name mastering houses tend to offer, I'd love to team up with you. If you'd like a free test master, be it on an old project or something new, either go to my website or drop me an email on phil at masdenmastering.com. That's phil at masdenmastering.com.